The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Samuel. Hi, Alex. Did you go to Engineers Bar in Christchurch ever? No. I didn't go to. I didn't go to any bars. Sound engineer. Didn't you? No, I went to one bar one time, and they had a live band. Like it was like a club, but they had a live band playing covers of Bruno Mars songs. And I left after 10 minutes because I remember thinking, I don't want to hear Bruno Mars perform Bruno Mars songs, let alone some random Christchurch band. I would listen to Bruno Mars perform Locked Out. I think that's a great tune. I think um, he's really bad at music. 24 Karat Magic's okay, I guess. Didn't Dua Lipa open for him the last time he came to New Zealand? I mean, that's crazy. That sounds right. How the tables have turned. But have they turned? How the turns have tables. I think so. No. I think Bruno People Mars don't care about Bruno Mars anymore. Yeah, they do. I don't think they do. I think they do. I think Americans care. I think it's one of those things we that... I think, okay, we should have like a are they better than Bruno Mars kind of ranking. Like, I think Jason Derulo, for example, is a lot better than Bruno Mars. Jason Derulo. Do you know what yeah. I think we should do? Jason Derulo's What You Say was the first song I ever paid for as a download on that, my iTunes. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Savage love. <laughs> okay, yes. this is going to be a great pod. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome to The Real Pod. We just, did we record that? Because I reckon that 10 minutes of preamble <laughs> bullshit was, the subscribers deserve that. Oh my God, no one deserves it's that. It's a B-side, you know? It's a demo. <laughs> it's definitely something. Uh, my name is Jane Yee, I'm joined by Duncan Green and Alex Casey, and you guys are here because you actually know us quite well already by now, so I probably don't even need to introduce ourselves anymore, oh, do phew. I? Whew. So much less pressure. What was that's, that? That's genuine, that. That's a genuine burp. That's yeah. subscribers only. <laughs> it sounded cold. You know, like the thin Christchurch air. It is actually. It's one of those days today. I mean, you'd know about it, Duncan. Mate. You were there. Al is in Christchurch this week. Oh, real news. Let's, let's call this real news. That's just a, it's a sneaky teaser. Plays the, plays the sting. <laughs> Now that we've plays to the sting, tell us about Christchurch. Well, I went to Christchurch earlier this week uh, to perform a concert with uh, Dan Carter. <laughs> um, 
like a, a, a sort of a charity concert in aid of selling his book, uh, The Art of Winning. <laughs> um, we, we performed at the town hall, um, pretty packed gig. Alex was there in the crowd with um, I was in the crowd, riveting, Joseph. beautiful. It was a cappella. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. An sort of spoken sort of word, down. poetry. We just sort of went back and forth in the cipher, um, and <laughs> it was cool. It was good to see Dan, first time in a long time. But also had a long hang with with uh, Alex. We we had, I would describe it as a late lunch. Uh, I would at, say you're right there. At, Two p.m. Was at, Dan Carter there? No, Dan, Dan was actually almost late to his own concert. Like, he, yeah, he barely made it. It's true. His dad <laughs> his dad drove him there. No sat-nav, just kind of free, wow. free driving through Christchurch, which is easy to do because there's no cars and no people. Yeah, but also once you get locked into the one-way system, you can never get out. Well, uh, anyway, ne- Neville Carter uh, absolutely aced it, got them to the gig on time, and we wowed the crowd. D- did they, Alex? I mean, we're talking about Dan Carter coming back to Christchurch, right? And to play the town hall. With me. <laughs> and Duncan Grieve. You know, and they were dressed the same. I think that's important <laughs> for us to mention. Yeah, his jeans are slightly tighter than mine, and he had much better sneakers by Louis Vuitton. Wow. Ooh. Um, um, but yeah, sometimes it was like hard to know who was who, you know? Yeah, well, exactly, because we look like our faces are so identically beautiful. I have a question. Mm. Did you smell the same? I didn't smell him, and that's one of my big regrets. It's like we, we had obviously a couple of bro hugs, and I didn't go. Oh, you should have, because he's, of course, just released uh, DC10, yeah. which is his, his fragrance. You can get it at um, all great shops like Chemist Warehouse. Uh, Callum Henderson wrote an amazing extraordinary, review. Extraordinary. Extraordinary review. Check, check that out. On, in fact, we'll probably share it in the notes on the Substack, but you, uh, if you want to do it the manual analogue way, uh, go to thespinoff.co.nz and like search DC10. <laughs> yeah. Um, Beautiful but, links, links yeah, tones. But I just, oh, that, yeah, that smell. Yeah. That take, could have been. If he back. doesn't wear his own fragrance, what does that tell you? No, he'd wear it. He'd wear it. It is really. Kind of rude that him. you didn't. Well, I just thought it was already going to be confusing enough with us looking identical and dressing identical that if I wore his scent, <laughs> his mum might have taken me to the airport right. instead of her own <laughs> yeah, son. Yeah, okay, I see, I see the logic there. Sorry, you've buried the lead here a little bit, which is that, you know... Oh, you're talking about the library? Yeah, the library. Like, we had just a really great time at the Christchurch Library, <laughs> Tūranga, beautiful, beautiful space. Um and Duncan got to know the beauty of um, Christchurch's toilet scene. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Tell me more. It's crazy. I'm a huge there. booster of. Well, you know, because, you know, there's so many new buildings, obviously, in Christchurch, there's a lot of beautiful new toilets within all these buildings. I think per capita, the most beautiful toilets in the country. If you're in the city and you need, you know, a place to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just a bit of privacy, like a chill out zone. They are roomy. You got nothing but space. Well, exactly. Down there. This is this is what I mean. Because they've kind of been built in a more modern era. Each toilet is completely contained with its own mm. sink. You mm. know, all the amenities, and also completely closed, hermetically sealed. You know, you don't have any of that nonsense. Any underdoor, uh, you know, like passing notes, dropping marbles. That's not happening. You know, that's not happening. You've got a room of one's own. In Christchurch. I thought and when I was in there. Duncan got to enjoy that. I did. I was like, if I was tired, which happens to me every afternoon, I could kip in one of those toilets. Like if I just had like a pillow in my bag, 
there's just enough room. Yeah. They're quiet, and the, that library is outstanding. Like I can understand why that's your new office. Have has the has the Christchurch City Council been made aware that you live in Christchurch now, Alex, in regards to toilets? Because I'm just thinking a, a, like a very quick top line history of your sort of toileting anecdotes that have turned up on the real mm. pod include breaking Anne Batley Burton's toilet. Saw her last night. Having an ant situation uh, in your toilet. Inside a toilet, yeah. yes. And also leaving your corn cap uh, in Kate Shepard's oh, toilet. You did that what? Kate Shepard's toilet. Is that I gone? Did, uh, yeah, I left... I left the corn cap and catch him as toilet. No, it was still there when we went back. Yeah, <laughs> Weirdly, nobody no one, wanted it. No one wanted it. <laughs> That's crazy. You why wouldn't a... Why wouldn't you take a cap off a toilet? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a new toilet dote from Christchurch okay. to add to the plethora. Um, so I went to a Shrek rave on Friday night. <laughs> you know, as I do at Christchurch's Engineers Bar. This is the first time I've been out at night for, you know. First time in Christchurch, definitely been out to any kind of bar late at night after after ten o'clock, for God's sake. Um, but there was an amazing moment. So it was a Shrek grave. Every well, not everyone, but there was a lot of Shrek costumes, green face paint, a lot of Shrek action happening. And I was talking to a group of. They were also all twenty years old. I will say that too. Talking to a group of people, and this girl ran over dressed as Possum Boots and was like, "The toilet's green. Someone painted their ass green." <laughs> That's strong material. As an investigative journalist, I had to go and inspect this myself. And while I was in there, I was like, yep, that toilet seat is green. But then I was also like, I kind of need to go. Um, And the toilet obviously, you know, didn't have a lock on it, just being, you know, like kind of a grungy (laughs) Shrek rave. So I found myself sort of perching because I didn't want my buttocks mm. to touch the grain and then have kind of a transfer situation. So I was like, to Joe when you got home. <laughs> chronic oh, case well, of I had another bum. issue. I was already on the hook for another affair, but I'll get to that later. Um, like kind of squatting, hovering over the toilet while holding my hand, keeping the door mm. shut while Beep. just like a smash mouth mega mix played. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, like <laughs> Real one of those job. moments. <laughs> And then I got hit on by a 19-year-old. <laughs> great. Great. It's just a great time. And it was like it was like pure Love Island, like Tyreek type manoeuvres. Like, because <laughs> I was on the job. I was on assignment. So if someone beckons me over, I'm going to go. You know, like. Oh, you must. I'm there. I'm Louis Theroux. You know, I'm Louis Theroux. So I went over and I was like, I'm Louis Theroux. I'm Louis Theroux. It doesn't matter what he says. And then I realised that he was hitting on me and I went stock still. <laughs> I went stock still, absolutely froze. He took my glasses off. Oh! It was like, you have beautiful eyes. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. And then luckily Josie and Ben came to rescue me just as he tried to take my hand to make me give him a twirl, which is what Tyreek did on Love Island. He did a twirl. He studies at the knee of the master. And he was 19 years old. Damn. Isn't that disgusting? I don't know. I don't know what to do. Are you okay, James? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if any of you heard that, but my my Siri, um, my Siri's a guy. Oh. I've got man, Australian man voice. 
and uh, he just piped up saying I couldn't find anything <laughs> about that on the web. Um, but I didn't know where it had come from, and I heard it, and I was looking around the room to see if anyone else clocked it, and no one else did. So that's that was all. I was just there was like Could a you, voice in the room. In the future, do you reckon with advances in generative AI, do you reckon you'll be able to get NASA to be your Siri? Yes. Good. Yeah, I think that's probably in the pipeline already. Thank hey, God. Alex, that was a great dote. Um, Thanks. I just wanted. It just reminded me. You just reminded me when you talked about squatting over a toilet, holding the door shut. That, I, that is not something I can do because I'm too short. I don't even have mm. that option. Oh. I don't have. You that need option. like an extendable arm. Or a stool. No, no, I can't even squat, let alone hold the door shut. I'm too. My legs Your are feet too can't short. Touch the ground. Could you squat I on the toilet? I can't get the right angle. I could stand on the toilet. That's yeah. pretty rank, isn't it? Well. And I don't know if I could trust my angles. I don't know. No, you know, I can't squat over a toilet. Squatty potty. You got one of those? I got a squatty potty. What about that one that raises your feet so that didn't peak? Pe- yeah, that's what we're talking about. Squatty, oh. squatty potty. Squatty potty. That's like the only thing that um, Art Green and I bonded over on the island was the lack of squatty potty in the portaloo. Anyway. Anyway. You say if you bring your own, you won't have that problem. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'll just take a fucking squatty potty with me everywhere. That's fine. That's great. <laughs> Good solve. Uh, anything, anything else in the news front? Um, oh, just as of recording, I am 31. As of broadcast, I will be 32. Uh, nah. uh, Thank you. Um, uh, no, you can't sing it. You can't sing it yourself. <laughs> she can, and I've got she nobody does. else. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're recording this a few days before Alex's birthday. You're hearing this just a, a day after Alex's birthday. It's like a time warp. Isn't technology amazing? You know, every week I'm still surprised by this. I just want to say thank you for all the presents um, <laughs> in advance. I've been absolutely inundated and you've all been very generous. You are welcome, Alex. Should we get on to, uh, <laughs> should we get on to reality, reality? That one. I have four weeks to decide I'm going to drop my I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. <laughs> Reality check. What a show, what a show, what a week on what a show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You got a, I mean, you didn't get the birthday song, but you got a lovely wow. original composition. A lot more excitement for the traders than my birthday. No, not true. <laughs> not true, not true. Um, look. We, we we have to talk about the Colin in the room because this is the biggest thing that could possibly have happened for us is, is Colin Mathura Jeffrey being not seduced, but what was it, blackmailed? Blackmailed. Yeah. So it, New terminology. It? The easiest blackmail oh, of yeah, all time. Of course. <laughs> Become a traitor to or, the person who's most desperate to be a traitor or be killed. I thought it was going to be a, you know, you you choose to be a traitor or not, you choose to be seduced or not, but if you choose not to, then you find out you're going to be murdered. You don't find, you know, you don't see those two options on the table at the same time. But no, no, this show continues to surprise me. And I mean, the only, obviously this is hugely exciting. It's been amazing so far. I just wish we'd had Colin in there from the beginning. Because <laughs> we I don't know. have very long to go, no, you know, and he's so, so good. So near the end. Yeah, but, but he'd probably be dead by now. And yeah, we, we, we wouldn't. We'd probably have given up on the show, you know, like, I think, I think it was for the best. Okay, anyway, let's start He's just back. born for this. He is born so, for yeah. this. It, yeah. And that might be the, his undoing too, though, because he's kind of like... I, you feel like we know Colin obviously quite intimately, and to me, and to you both, I'm sure, we knew he would make a great traitor. 
It's he's actually though at his best with Brookhard Smith one on one. Like oh yeah, it's just amazing watching him take his brain out of the other man's head and just sort of stroke it and prod it <laughs> and just. It's just the most exquisite control. Yeah, it's a really it's the dynamic between those two uh, is is brilliant. Um, we at breakfast. Sorry if you heard a little burpy gargle there. It's just a little the bit mention, of breakfast coming. The so, oh, of breakfast. You rang. <laughs> Kings is wondering if he's still there because he's as Juzzy puts it a cabbage, which is um, which is a, it's a nice new term. Throw back, hey. Throw that in the old the old lexicon. Uh, and Colin is there in his in the moment, and actually he turns up to the round table that night with this beautiful Mount Fuji fan. Mm. Mm. He was at home and went packing that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for winter. The accessories on that man. Oh, and that amazing. man is using a fan in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> when he's walking along in the dark. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. come on. Yeah. He's just a genius. The, but can we just, just on Kings, if it wasn't Colin Week, it would be Kings Week. Like, Kings has such oh. a, an amazing galaxy brain. Like, like, he's just, he's everywhere doing everything all at once. It's such an amazing week from him. Adorable. We're waiting to see who comes in the door, right? It was between, who was it between? Can you remember? Was it Dylan mm. and, was it Brooke? Jazzy. Or Jazzy? No, Jazzy was first. And yeah. I know, but wasn't she one of the ones who was, was put up? I think it was Brooke. Well, no, because Brooke's a traitor, so he was never going to be. No, he was first in. Okay, we're already getting we're already getting ourselves in knots. Who was it between for murder? Who were the tra- who were the traitors looking at murdering? Was it Anna? Anna, Dylan, and I think it might have been Juzzy. Juzzy and yeah. then Juzzy walked in, so we yeah. knew that she was fine. That was all good. Um, this breakfast is this the one where they threw everything out the window? No, that's the later one. Don't worry, I'm already. This I really is the kidnapping. This is the this kidnapping. Is the breakfast that came with the kidnapping. Yeah. And Dan's name is coming up in this breakfast for the first time properly because of the because of Robbie's masterful wink. That's and right. I lo- and I love I love Dan being like I'm gonna front foot it, but like way too hard. <laughs> you know, just be like, you know, do you guys remember like the weird wink? And everyone's like, no. And he's like, yeah, she just kind of like winked at me. <laughs> it's so it's like, amazing. I know. About the wink. Dan, Dan went to pieces worse than Matt went to pieces um, by, <laughs> by the end. He, he just thought one wink has never destroyed a man <laughs> so completely as as as, as Robbie did to Dan. What a legacy. Paul comes in early. Not everyone's there yet. What the heck's going on? Well, it seems that some people have been kidnapped. I like this. This was a good, I feel like I haven't seen this before on the traders. They kidnapped them. Uh, we find out pretty swiftly who's been kidnapped and therefore who's been killed. And sadly, um, our corny Dylan is gone. Yeah. I really don't feel like Dylan. he had a chance to, to, to truly shine on the show. The, the, he, it was also smart. an example of the, the traitors, I think, really giving themselves away yeah. by whenever a real traitor is being accused by someone, they kill that person, which is just quite if, – if anyone's paying attention on the show, which clearly they're not, that they might be able to infer something from that. Yeah, they feel, it's whoever they're feeling like actually properly threatened by. You know, someone who's actually got a nose for something and who's quite smart and strategic. And it's, it is, has – and is saying their name yes. with a good argument yes, for it. Yes, exactly. Which is actually pretty rare. Yeah, yeah. In this show. Yeah, it's mainly Banda. They've just. Yeah, it's always Banda. Because she's not a celebrity. And, and she's I also, don't like that. She's also a lady, and, you know, yeah. she's not under under 35. Yeah. So she's got to go. Um, anyway, so they're in a boat shed. Uh, 
once again, our, our faithfuls are driving themselves around, this time armed with a map. They've got to work out some codes. This is all, this is all you know, fairly it's, boring. It is quite, well, <laughs> I, I accept it's better than watching them like run around with sheep or something. I thought, I think that this could be good if they didn't try and film it in an hour. Like if it was like six hours and a bit more scavenger hunty, but it was just like, and even the way that they chained up the door, I was like, actually, if you just slid that thing open, you can slide out. That, that's, that is, <laughs> there's a lot of slack in that chain. Uh, it wasn't a very realistic hostage situation is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I thought they should have combined it with the next day's challenge where they'd scared to death and kind of made them feel like their lives were in danger more instead of it's just like, well, it's basically a glorified escape. No, what's the opposite of glorified? Like a crap escape room <laughs> is what it was. The absolute printouts oh, <laughs> like, yes. all over the wall with the questions. I was like, you did this five minutes ago, you know? It is definitely, the shonky cutout. It is. The, it's the production laser comp- printer that's that's sitting in the temporary accommodation uh, and it cut out with a pair of snips and tacked onto the wall. Mm. Um, it was it was pure New Zealand television. It was very funny watching Brooke Howard-Smith. You know how he tends to sort of act like a genius, with, like saying something extremely simple? Like three, oh. when he, like three times three? <laughs> yeah. Leo has three letters, and three times three is nine. <laughs> what, like, I think okay, you'll find, what I think you'll find was it, and three times three is nine. Like it was too long. Yeah, it was the, too the long of a gap. It was really strong. The Brooke had that amazing line. It might have been the next episode when he's like, we're two of the best traitors players in the world when they were in the midst of just being like the most hapless yeah oh it was gorgeous the traitors thus far i'd say aside from dan have remained traitors not because they're Mm. good traitors but because the faithfuls have been a little bit rubbish at their job Mm. in my opinion and like Within the world of the show, Robbie is getting way too much credit. You know, everyone kept being like, wow, Robbie was fantastic. What a great show. I was like, she was a traitor for literally 17 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't seem to have, like, cottoned on to that. They're like, she's suddenly no. changed. But they just still didn't, like, click to the fact. Yeah, and it, it just changes everything if you realise that she'd only been brought in to be as a lamb to the slaughter. Do you know what's funny? When Dylan was eliminated in his little kind of, you know, when he opened his parchment, he said... Why didn't they seduce me? It's just such a good question. Yeah. Like mm. when you make someone a traitor versus eliminate them, there's almost no difference to you, except that you've now got this person who basic, you know, like 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 who who has no suspicion on them, who's part of your crew, who can run interference. Like, but but Dan and Brooke just wanted to hang out. That's what they wanted to do. They didn't want to have anyone in their cool gang. The problem is though, when you seduce someone, you have to try, and this is where I think. Brooke has made a monumental mistake in seducing Colin, is you've got to seduce someone who you think will be like on the ends with you, mm. not someone who you think has the potential to betray you. Because Dan, de- uh, sorry, Dylan definitely would have betrayed Brooke in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And I think Colin, we know Colin will too. Look, well, Colin's just come in and said, I intend to betray yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm enjoying eating your entrails later on. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about the name of Sam's childhood toy, Zuga Ballantyne? Is, yeah. that, is that some yeah, is that cultural something? reference that we are not aware of? or Everyone seemed really comfortable with that name <laughs> saying it. And I was like, I can't even read to the end of that name. It's so long. <laughs> and they got on the phone and they were just like, hey, you know your childhood toy Zucker Valentine? What colour was it? And like, <laughs> can we take a moment on this? That's a wild name for a toy. 
Yeah. And I really want to, um, Samuel, what I'd love for you to do, oh, he doesn't look happy about this, but I'd love for you to track down what Zuga Valentine looks like somehow. Zuga Valentine. Can we, get a, can we get a spelling, an official? Yep, Z-U-G-A-B-A-L-L-A-N-T-Y-N-E. Oh, okay. my God. Yeah, that is. It's, it's wild. If you can't find anything on the internet, can you please get in touch with Sam Smith and get him to send us a photo? Thank you very much. Can do. Thanks. Um, right, where are we? We've, we've all realised that Dylan's got... Duncan's falling asleep. No, no, no. I was just, like, lost in thought. And okay. Bit considering forward. a micro-nap. Okay. We've realised Dylan's gone home. Everyone's, everyone's realised that's happened. Um, Kings, Dan and Jazzy win the challenge. And... Uh, Brooke's trying to get Vanda in, in everyone's mouth. As a mm. Well, Justine traitor. is sort of, Justine's always sus with Vanda. She said another great Jazzyism, which is like, you know, I tried to get to know her chick to chick. Yeah, chick to chick. <laughs> oh, I love chick to chick. <laughs> I really and love chick to chick doesn't work, what do you have left? You know, that's like the last resort. Well, no, I think the, the last resort is uh, Anna's I Swear on My Children's Life. Yeah, that's a great one. And that's actually a little, that's a little nod to the UK. The UK version of the show, but we'll, yeah, we'll get it's, to that. It's so powerful. I, th- I think it should be a purity test that they administer to everyone <laughs> at the start, and then you know, you see who's really, really in it for the for, for the for the silver bars. In the um, in the preview for this episode, they showed Sam Smith saying that in the round table, saying, "You said that you swore on your children's lives, and that's like a massive thing to say." And then they cut to Brooke. Yeah, I thought it was he mm. who said it. I was like, wow, he's really good. Because I would, how would you feel? Like, I'd, I'd struggle to do that. Oh, no, but the thing is, Brooke doesn't have children. So oh, I was like, genius. genius. Yeah. What a genius move. But would um, you do it just, just out of interest? I think I would do it. I don't think I'd, uh, no, I don't, I don't think I, I don't could know ever. Could do it. Because then I'd be like, because Anna obviously isn't a traitor. She's a faithful. So she, when she said it, she meant, you know, she yeah. could kind of comfortably say it. But even then, I'd be like, oh, oh what I mean, if, I, mean, I, what no, if I think it's fine if, if you're. It's the truth. Yeah, if it's, you know, if, if circumstances change in post. But, you know, I don't believe in God. But if he's, if I'm wrong, he'll smite me. Yeah. He'll, he'll smite my children. Well, and that's worse and then because how you feel, how do you, feel, you, feel oh. you know? God. Be much quieter and and then the what, what, what if you what if you don't have children? What is the equivalent? You know? Oh, what, okay. So what in, the rest of us supposed to do? In uh, in the UK one, Wilf, who was the traitor. Sorry if you haven't watched it. <laughs> beep it? Do we beep that? Wilf alert. I mean, you know who the traitors are in the show. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> 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 Excellent point. Um, anyway, he at one point... Well, but the next bit that I'm going to say is a spoiler. But he at one point swore, like right near the end, he'd done such a freaking amazing job throughout, and he right at the end swore on his grandmother's life that he was a faithful. But she could be already. I don't I mean, think grandmas. Yeah. Grandmas uh, not got long to go, right? Well, he swore. Hey, look, he swore on someone's life. He swore. Maybe it was. I don't know who it was. It's actually quite smart because grandma is going to go soon enough eventually, and you can just assume that it was natural. Okay, look, mm. he swore on someone's life. <laughs> and everyone, like, that's what made everyone go, like, that's too far. That's too, like, that's mm. weirdly overdoing it. And, you know, I, I won't say any more. I won't say what happens, even though I really strongly implied what happens. <laughs> <laughs> 
what if you swore you could swear on someone's life who like people are not sure if they're dead or not? So it could sound like it has gravitas, but they might actually be dead and you're getting away with it. Like okay. um, might bring them back though. I might do some weird reverse. I don't know Lazarus shit. That's true. What did that Jeff mean? That Conaway, who played Kinnicky. He's what? Dead. <laughs> Jeff Conaway, who played Kinnicky. I in swear on Jeff Conaway's <laughs> life. <laughs> Oh, that's something that's gonna. What about? And they Zucker... have phones, so they can't Google it. Zucker Valentine. Zucker Valentine. Zucker Valentine. Can I just say, I think I've had a breakthrough in the Zucker Valentine uh, things. There appears to be a series of novels called the Valentine novels from the 1980s with the lead character called Zucker Valentine. Well, I mean, I think that's a breakthrough. Yeah, that's yeah. You've cracked the case. Massive. Well done. What Honestly, does... you're you're actually better at this than police officer Julia, who. Uh, like is really barking up every wrong tree she can, and not not doing our 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 uh, our people in blue any favors with, in the reputation stakes with the level of the investigation that she's conducting. Was she a detective or was she frontline? No, line? she was just a police officer, and she's and it's very much past tense. Nikki was took care to kind of figure that out. She's you can't be a detective. Like this is, this is rubbish, detective. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're still back at that bloody challenge. Dan gets the shield. Um, it doesn't it doesn't make any difference uh, because he's a traitor, so he doesn't really need it. But he stops it, anyone else from getting it at the round table. Uh, Dan, out of nowhere, again, brings up Robbie Rob- Rob- winking at her. <laughs> at him. And then he was like, yeah, and everyone was kind of like, oh, yeah, I didn't really see the wink. And he's like, yeah, actually, maybe Dylan was the only one who saw it. The person who just got <laughs> murdered the night before. I was like, you are not helping your case. You are a poker player literally showing your hand at the table. And he brags about, well, I am New Zealand's finest actor and a world-ranked poker player at the end. And he's just done the most it's complete, like, melt. Like, terrible acting, terrible poker, like... I just would not be mentioning that at that point, having just completely pantsed it. I have a question. He said when he stood up, what you don't know about me is I'm an actor and I'm a poker player. Did they not know he was a poker player? I thought Brooke Howard Smith had this thing in his contract where every time he said Dan's name, which yeah. is three or four times <laughs> yeah. an hour, he had to say New Zealand's finest poker yeah. player. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go back and watch to check because I'm not that good of a journalist. Uh, but something to think about. <laughs> I just wanted to know. Definitely food for thought. Definitely food I mean, for thought. and Brooks, after Dan left, and Brooke way over-egged it, when Brooke voted for Dan and was like, oh, no, he voted for someone, voted for Vander, sorry, but was like, <laughs> I'm putting you on not, notice. To say, not to say you're not on notice, Dan. I was like, oh, my God. So preposterous. He's over-egging it. it. I can't believe how little Brooke's name is coming up for anyone. Well, I think in part, like, well, let's move to that next episode, because when King's... Dan's was, banished. Dan's banished. Uh... Then next breakfast, Kings is like, I'm coming for you, Broke. And it's just like, oh, my God, Kings has blown this game apart. This is brilliant. And then he goes, not because I think you're a traitor, because I think you're a faithful. And then just does this wild <laughs> mental gymnastics that ends up backfiring and exploding his face and, and ultimately distracting people from Brooke, who's all but been walking around with traitor written all over his forehead. Fa- for my favourite bit, favorite bit is he was he's right that Brooke is a terrible faithful, that he's playing selfishly. So... At best, he's a traitor and they get rid of him. At worst, he's a terrible faithful and he's kind of created go. chaos and he's got to go. What strikes me as just amazing from Brooke is when Kings leans over and says, I do think you're a faithful. I've just got a strategy here. Play along. And Brooke yeah. fist bumps him. Like, 
huge big visual fist bump in front of everyone after kings has just said to everyone i'm going to be taking brooke out it's like you just given away the fact that you're like working together now it's amazing it was just amazing and just one more reason for brooke howard smith to feel like he's the smartest guy in the room when actually it's just that everyone else is fucking dumb (laughs) (laughs) brooke's brooke's strategy of trying to convince everyone to get rid of get rid of faithfuls because they're not contributing enough to the the challenges to bump up the prize pool it's just bonkers he keeps trying to do this like yeah you know we're nearing the end we've got to get that prize pool up and so and so is not really that good in the challenges so we should get rid of them it's like no that's 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 what a traitor would say to try and divert attention because they haven't actually got a good enough reason do they ever not actually win money? No. Like, I feel the challenges are so easy. Like, yeah, you like, know, I don't feel like it's it feels that like it's difficult. A, when you go to the challenges, it's suddenly like you're watching What Now or something, <laughs> and it's just mm. like, like a group of like primary school children just, you know, larking about. Um, this I did, like, I know I'm a notorious challenge skipper uh, in, in these kind of format shows, but I watched both of this week's, and I enjoyed the the in the dark challenge that was proper scary and just watching Colin's face with the, that that sort of just how much joy he was getting out of it he just completely forgot to count obviously but um <laughs> count it for so long 20 minutes he's just like minutes. I will not leave the dark this is great I did not anticipate the result of this because in my mind watching it Anna was counting really fast she was like one two three four and I was like <laughs> That is not a Mississippi in between. Thank you very much. Um, but they got two, was it two seconds away? Was Five it like, seconds. It was, it was, it was, like it was two seconds away. It seemed close. like you could do it for years and never get that close. Yeah, just wild. Uh, and Colin. Colin was going for the one potato. Yeah, one potato. But despite his um, his catwalk counting that uh, Vander thought was going to see them through, he was just absolutely miles off. Just miles off. Can we talk about how they got tied up by Pussy Riot? <laughs> I missed that. What? I missed that. The production people were wearing balaclavas, like with their mouth and eyes cut out, <laughs> tying them up in the dark. Very spooky. And wearing the boiler suits from the beer, beer, beer bottle, beer bottle challenge. Oh, uh, yeah. Waste not one, not. really good. We haven't actually talked about, uh, about Colin being blackmailed to the degree that we need to, because um, I just think yeah. we need to point out that Brooke didn't seduce Colin. Colin seduced Brooke. Like, Brooke couldn't resist. Like, Colin's not actually the best person to bring in here. No, he's incredibly dangerous. He's so ruthless. He's not going to give any leeway to Brooke, as we saw. But Brooke could not resist the magnetism of Colin Mathura Jeffrey. He was going to write someone else, right? He had someone else's name to put down. I mean, I would have liked to have seen Justine as a traitor as well, but... um, I think that'll be this will be Brooks undoing. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. And not just in the game, in life. Yeah. Nice. It's true, it's true. I don't think this is recoverable. Honestly, when Colin is in there one on one with Brooke, he has this quality like he's like a creature out of like a you know, like a Greek mythology. Like it's like he's Dionysus or something. He's just this he he's just mentally kind of dismantling Brooke. He's it's just the most extraordinary performance, and it feels like I'm enjoying watching this. But then you see these little scenes, and you're like, "This is high art." I don't know what mm. form it is, and I don't really know that it'll be remembered <laughs> as such. But this is something like this guy needs to be on TV more. Someone needs to mm. just figure out how to 
not to tame him, but to channel him into something more regular. Because it can't be that it's this infrequent that we see this just extraordinary poise. Is that how you pronounce it? Di- Dionysus. Sorry. Dionysus. How would you pronounce it? Dionysus? I don't know. Yeah. Look, I, I've, read, I've read these words and not said these words. I know, but I used to say Diplodocus for a long, long time. <laughs> and then people were like, no, Diplodocus. And I was like, oh. I mean, I said Mayor instead of Mayor <laughs> for a long, 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 long time. And still sometimes do. I also really adore the way you say perfect. I know it's an English thing. Well, perfect. 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 Oh, perfect. Well, that's, but that's just, well. It's like when Tracy Jules said next place. It's and, yogurt. Anyway. anyway, we're getting distracted here. Colin, sorry, Colin's sorry. perfect. He's, Can I just like say, a long, tall Colin turning the Traders Conclave into like a round table of its own <laughs> is amazing. And I haven't seen that happen before. I mean, I've only watched the UK one, but for that to turn into its own like mini game <laughs> yeah. within the game, he's just like, he's an absolute genius. Like I almost want to watch that more than the round table, just him one-on-one with Brooke Howard Smith. Incredible. Spin-off I, show. Don't, yeah, what, what about... If there was like a Big Brother, but just make it Colin, <laughs> Colin um, Cam for the whole show. No, because you want you don't want to see POV. You got to see Cole. Yeah, you need it like a one of those <laughs> ones. <laughs> one of those ones. If but, you're watching the video version, you'll see what Duncan did there. A sort of a reverse <sighs> POV cam. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Kings though. When he when is it at the mount the round table when he says to him, I must he's got this quote I must say bro I feel like you're melting under the fire yeah like Kings mm. in this episode twice figures out who both the traitors yeah. are and absolutely goes them but still somehow contrives to like land somewhere else it's it's the it's one of the the great mysterious one episode performances. Of all time, Kings, I think. Kings absolutely shone in this episode, and I agree with you. He was he was onto it. I think the reason why he couldn't land anything is because there was so much suspicion around him. So he just couldn't mm. get any purchase on anyone else in yeah. terms of bringing them over to his way of thinking. Um, and then they send Vander home. Oh, and poor Vander. I mean, I don't know how long she was going to last just emotionally. No. Um, he, she was really struggling. But... When you think about the people who have been sent home and you think about Robbie and Vanda, those are the two that when everyone's kind of like not really sure, they always fell yeah. back on those two. There's always. just a they couple were, of normals. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of lady normals of a certain age. Yeah. So mm-hmm. her time was always limited. Um, and then she went and Kings, bless him, he was just like, you guys suck. Yeah, I like that. And that felt real. It felt so real that I think in that moment – It'd be interesting if they talk about it at the next breakfast. But in that moment, that's like where you go, okay, that guy's a faithful. Because he's like yeah. legit pissed at yeah, us for sending home a faithful. That's true. The, the game is odd, oh, no, right? Like this series has felt like it's two games, if not three, if you include Colin uh, and, and versus Brooke. But there's the traders and the faithfuls. There's also the celebrities and the normals. And oh, the celebrities of there is. are just going around mm. eliminating the normals uh, methodically. Yeah. It's just, I think this, we need to do something about these celebrities because they will try and get rid of all of us over time. I think this is, yeah, this is basically a micro experiment of what would happen in the real world. And as we've talked about before, celebrity numbers are starting to take over normie numbers in right. the general population. There's going to be a normie culling at some point and it's just going to be a whole lot of celebs and that's it. 
And then yeah. they're going to eat become, No, well, you know what we've got to do? We've got to become celebs. You know, we've got to protect We've just got to get on the right side of oh, things. Oh, yeah, we'll just flip. That's a good shout. I'm telling you, rivalry with Fleetwood and Hayley is where it all began. Okay, okay well, we'll put them on notice. <laughs> I did think it was funny, just on the um, the sort of thing about Vanda and Robbie and women of a certain age and things like that. The way that Colin talks about Anna and how sure he is that she's a faithful one, he's like, I look at her, I look at her open face, I look at her sparkling eyes. And I was like, you know, this thing of like that, like beauty equals <laughs> faithful or something is so weird and very Colin. Very I mean, he's Colin. right. <laughs> but, you know, it's just this weird sort of thing about um, perhaps an emphasis on youth and celebrity. Possibly an advantage, not just here, possibly in life. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> I do think this show's done wonders for Anna. Yeah. I think she, she comes mm. across so She's well. awesome. She's, She's really amazing. Yeah. Um, can I just make a note about Sam? Yes. For a comedian, as they keep saying when they put up his little Chiron or whatever it's called. Chiron. Chiron. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Cut that out. Cut that out. No, leave it in. <laughs> leave it. Really, well, I just read words. I don't ever hear them. Uh he has made zero jokes. Like, I don't, cannot recall a single joke across the whole show. Justine like, didn't really either, though. I know, but, like, like there is, this is a funny show. There is room for jokes, but that, I mean, Justine was pretty earnest. Sam is the most earnest person on the show. Well, you know, but, you know, that's that classic thing with comedians. You can't just go up to them and go make a joke. They get really offended I by know, that. I know, but you think, but when you're hanging out with a comedian, they're always sassing you and having a nice time. I think that is just testament to how stressful this show is. Yeah, maybe. Like it strips you of everything you know about yourself. I'm not saying he's not funny. I'm just saying it's, it's surprising to see someone not making jokes. What happened on my time on a reality television show, I noticed, was that if, uh, if it didn't help the storyline, it didn't make the cut. So you can do some of your best comedy, your best performing, know this from experience, and then find out it doesn't turn up on the television. What a waste. The UK one also, I mean, Hannah, for those who have watched it, Hannah was a comedian, the least funny person <laughs> in all of television history. <laughs> and not even particularly, like, bubbly or <laughs> jubilant, <laughs> like, very stressful, serious person. So I do think there is something about this game that just washes you out. Sam Smith seems like such a nice guy. So I feel like nice. he, he should be a friend of the pod. Bring him. Oh, oh yeah. Zebedee. What's that guy? <laughs> Zebedee Valentine. I, I should say uh, that I, I, I adore his sort of guilelessness and how intently he's taken and how much he cares about people. I'm just surprised at the lack of jokes. Right. Uh, I think that's is that us. We know, we, we know that, um, that Anna has a shield and that... Anna and Julia were the only two who went into the armory, which really leaves Kings and Sam pretty vulnerable, right? Well, this is but, what, that's what's interesting, yeah. right? Like, but then they they say at the end, maybe we're going to try and eliminate someone who might have a shield, which seems real stupid. Yeah, it does seem really stupid. There's a bit of a gimme. I think they want to leave. They, well, they want to keep Sam around because they want him to be in the final four or whatever it is. And mm. I think they real they feel that Kings is on the chopping block anyway. This might be them getting a bit cocky that they think that that Kings has been in so many people's mouths over the last few days that he's likely to get banished. Mm. So this is an opportunity to like take a punt and try and get one of the women out who went into the armory. The preview, 
the preview would indicate they fail in this instance. Well, no, because Anna is obviously protected, so we knew that were they to hit her or miss her, she's going to be there regardless. Right. I had that same thought. Uh, that, that they, did they not that, show that, Julia that, in no, the preview? No, they didn't show Julia oh, at all. Okay. So okay. Uh, that's what we're, we're gambling on is did, did she survive effectively? Yeah. What happens if you get a shield bounce back? Oh, that, you, it should kill you. That's a great Does it point. kill you? What's a shield bounce back? <laughs> yeah. What? Like if you shoot well, if you try gun, and take out someone who's got a shield, shield goes, oh, bang! What happens then? Is it just no murders that night, or is there are there ramifications? It's never been I done. Should, I've never seen it. Go back and kill the traitor. Well, then no one would ever try and kill a shield, would they? Or anyone who'd ever gone into the armory? Well, maybe no one's ever tried before. But Brasbrook says that he's the greatest traitor in history, so he's just willing to do maverick shit like that. Yeah, I think I think Brooke underestimates the power of Colin. Oh. When he says we're the, tra- the greatest traders in the world, what he means is you, Colin, are the no, greatest traders. No, but he, he's talking about him and Dan when he said that. No, he was talking about Colin, wasn't he? No, he was talking about him and Dan. Was that, was that right before Dan think, went home? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was, it I think whenever bit... he says anything like that, he's just talking about himself. Oh, so, like, <laughs> the level of confidence <laughs> on this man, he is only there, I repeat, because other people have failed, not because of his great success. That's true. He's basically setting fire to all his mates. There's amazing, I just, I just want to close a couple of lines from Colin right at the end where it's like when he gets, you know, like, like to, to your point, uh, Alex, about the game within the game that he's running. But he, he says this, like, your silence to me was deafening. And then the, I caution you to choose your words because I'm listening to you. Like, oh. it's oh. just chilling. 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 I love it. I love Colin so much. He's not, he's just cutting through the bullshit. It's so great. I can't wait for next week. God damn it, we have to wait. I love the show. I love it. All I right. love the show. Hey, thank you all for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Oh, how good are they? Again, just so good. I hope you're enjoying some of the um, the content that's coming up, including photos of you and I in our youth, Duncan. Very cool. Very cool kids we were. Uh, and uh, and thank you, Samuel, for recording. You're doing a great job. And everything buddy. else. And everything. He does a lot more. Thanks for our cool media chats this morning. He's the, sort of the George Best of the real pie. Do you know what? This guy, Sam Robinson, in a trader house, that Ooh. would be wow. That would be something. Honestly, I, and and we know producers listen. We to know that. producers listen to you this. You actually might make a rod for your own back and be a staff member down like three times a oh, year. Oh God, no, shocking! <laughs> Don't need that. But yeah, he'd be incredible talent. Would be just amazing. Okay, anyway, thanks very much for listening. We'll be back, and we'll see you for Remember When on Thursday. Bye. Kia ora e te iwi. Te ahi Butler here, podcast manager at the Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.